خراب دیا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صلي وسلم وأنعم وأكرم وبارك على حبيبنا وشفيعنا وقرة عيوننا سيدنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه في الأولين وفي الآخرين وفي الملأ الأعلى إلى يوم الدين يقول عز من قائل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون اللهم اجعلنا منهم يا رب العالمين أوصي نفسي وإياكم بتقوى الله 
وبلزوم طاعته آناء الليل وأطراف النهار على الوجه الذي يرضيه عنا In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, to him we belong and to him we shall return. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his infinite grace and boundless mercy to send an abundance of prayers and peace upon our most beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us all on this blessed day of Jumu'ah, to elevate our collective ranks, to forgive our sins and our shortcomings, our weaknesses. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring steadfastness to our brothers and sisters in Al-Ghazza. Our brothers and sisters in Palestine, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring them relief, ease, comfort, and victory. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove the tyranny and the oppression that has been over them for decades on end. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them true freedom and true peace. Allahumma ameen ya rabbil alameen. Brothers and sisters, perhaps many of us have seen a video that went viral over the past couple of days of a man in a hospital, one of the hospitals of Gaza. And he saw another man crying. He saw another man crying for the death of his cousin. So he said to him, Shuya Zalama. Zalama? He's like, What's wrong with you? Aren't you a man? He's like, Hua Shaheed. He's a martyr. Samhu, Samhu, forgive him. Pardon him. He's your cousin. Pardon him. Forgive him. He said to him words, and you can tell in his face that this man was unwavering. He was unshaken. He was clear about what he knew of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us Jannah. This dunya means nothing. Kulluna shuhada. We're all martyrs. We're all here to be martyred. That's why we're here. And one of our martyrs will take 70 into Jannah with them. This is a man who had a very clear theology. Very clear iman. He understood the reality of this dunya. He understood the reality of the akhirah. And that's why later on in the clip... It's, I think he's perhaps making wudu. The, the guy who's videotaping asks him, how many martyrs do you have from your family? He said, two of my, my, my two boys, they have been martyred. And he's sitting there, he said, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. It was such a stark reality to watch that the majority of human beings on earth cannot truly fathom what it means to live in a buqa, in a place, a plot of land, where everyone around you is dying. Do you understand what it means for over 50 Palestinian families to have their entire name removed from a registry? You know what that means? That means I come from the family of Fahmi. That means that all Fahmis were killed. There's no more Fahmis in Gaza. 50 families with those names were removed. All of them, shuhada. Of course, that is our very clear opinion of Allah, that these are martyrs. But this man, this man who stood, he reminded me of Sayyiduna Abu Bakr, after the passing of Sayyiduna Muhammad When Sayyiduna Muhammad passed, the entire community was unraveled. Sayyiduna Ali was crying, sobbing like a baby on the floor. Sayyiduna Uthman, Sayyiduna Umar was walking around threatening to kill anyone who said that Muhammad has died. So Sayyiduna Abu Bakr, who was not known for his brawniness, he was known to be a gentle-hearted man who would cry a lot in salah, but he is the one who stood firm and tall. And he said, مَنْ كَانَ يَعْبُدُ مُحَمَّدٍ فَإِنَّ مُحَمَّدٍ قَدْ مَاتٍ Those of you who worship Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then verily he has passed. وَمَنْ كَانَ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ حَيٌّ لَا يَمُوتٍ And those who worship Allah, 
Allah is verily alive and never dies. Brothers and sisters, that's Iman. When asked, how did Sayyiduna Abu Bakr outdo us? Because the companions were confused. What makes him so special? He's always the first one fil khair, always the first one in goodness. So the Prophet ﷺ said to them, مَا سَبَقَكُمْ بِكَثِيرِ صَلَاةٍ وَصِيَامٍ وَلَكِنْ سَبَقَكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ وَقَرَ فِي قَلْبِهِ It's something that's settled in his heart. It is Iman Billah. Brothers and sisters, this is the source of our strength. We are nothing without our deep faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our deep conviction, our deep belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the controller of all affairs. You know, Ghazit Hashim, Gaza is known as Ghazit Hashim. Do you know why it's known as Ghazit Hashim? Because the great grandfather of the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is buried in Gaza. Hashim, who's known as Amr ibn Abdi Manaf. He's buried there. And do you know why his name is Hashim? His moniker, do you know why it's Hashim? He would pass out, he would give so much food and drink. That's his spirit, that's the sulala of Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu to give and to give abundantly. And wallahi until today, the spirit of the lineage of Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu is still giving from Gaza. Because it is Gaza who's giving the world everything that it needs to be dignified people, to be honorable people, to be strong believers. It's Gaza that's doing that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is using Gaza. And by the way, Gaza was the entry point of Sayyiduna Umar when he was receiving the keys to Jerusalem. It was through Gaza. And so Gaza, it is an ayah. It is a sign from the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you and I, as believers, who live here in the West, we have to think about the comforts and the luxury that we have and the resources that we have and how we have disposed ourselves as a community. Are we channeling the spirit of the strength of that man that we watched in the hospital? Are we channeling the spirit of the strength of Sayyiduna Umar and Sayyiduna Abu Bakr? Or what are we? That's the question that we have to pose ourselves. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has made it clear that there's only one source of power. And the only time a believer on this earth will have any type of true power is when they connect themselves to the divine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ رَبَّكَ هُوَ الْقَوِيُّ الْعَزِيزِ It is your Lord who is the all-powerful, the almighty, the dignified. وَلَيَنصُرَنَّ اللَّهُ مَنْ يَنصُرُهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will only bring victory to those that bring victory to Him. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَقَوِيُّ الْعَزِيزِ Verily, Allah is the all-powerful. It is only, brothers and sisters, when we bring victory to Allah. إِنْ تَنصُرُ اللَّهَ يَنصُرْكُمْ وَيُثَبِّتْ أَقْدَامَكُمْ That's the only time you can have strength is when you center Allah in your life. Because there are a lot of forces today that want the Muslim community to be weak, to be downtrodden, to be skittish, to be afraid. And trust me, billions if not trillions of dollars have been spent on this entire project to try to make Muslims cower. Wallahi. For decades on end, Every type of effort and attempt has been made to make Muslims afraid. But the believer that's connected to Allah will never be afraid. And that is what we are learning in these moments. That's from the signs of Gaza. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَأَغْلِبَنَّ أَنَا وَرُسُلِي Allah has written and prescribed that it is I and my messengers who will be victorious. إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَوِيٌّ عَزِيزٌ It is Allah who is all-powerful. So Allah has made it. It's already a done deal. It's prescribed. لَأَغْلِبَنَّ أَنَا وَرُسُلِي I and my messengers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has His messengers that He chose and then there are the messengers of the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam because inna allaha yastafi minan nas Allah chooses from the people so if we want to be on the side of victory then we have to be those that are chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that means that we have to be messengers of the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam we have to carry that mantle with with dignity and honor we have to serve with strength that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Sayyiduna Yahya, Ya Yahya, Khudil Kitaba bi quwa. Oh Yahya, take the book with strength. Khuduma ataytukum bi quwa. Khuduma ataynakum bi quwa. Allah says, take that which we have given you with strength. What does that mean? What does it mean to take the Quran, the book of Allah, with strength? That means that you follow the guidance of the Quran, that you abide by the dictates of the Quran. That you stay away from the prohibitions of the Qur'an. That you get inspired by the prophecies that are embedded in the Qur'an. That you rely upon only the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the absolute truth. The Qur'an is what fortifies you philosophically. It's what fortifies you spiritually. It's what fortifies you emotionally. That's what it means to take Al-Qur'an bi quwwah. You know what that practically looks like in our individual lives? That means the, the Qur'an must be alive and well in all of our homes. When we want guidance, we go to the Qur'an. When we want to spend an hour speaking, seeking wellness and ease and comfort, it is in the book of Allah. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects of us strength. That's why he even says, And prepare for them. Prepare for them that which you can of strength. Allah expects that the believer is always strong, prepared, outwardly, inwardly, strong minds, strong bodies, strong hearts, strong communities, never, never skittish. We can't be a community of believers and in our homes we have mothers or fathers who are, who are skittish and afraid and weak and telling their children, shh, shh, let, let, don't go, don't. That's not strength. No, when you are faced with a bully, what you do is you double down on strength. You don't back down. You don't walk away. Never teach your child to back down from a bully. Because bullies are weak and insecure. That's all they have. But how do you carry yourself? We'll get to that. But always maintain your strength. The Prophet ﷺ says, That the strong believer is better in the sight of Allah and more beloved to Allah than the weak believer. The strong believer is categorically more beloved and better in the sight of Allah than the weak believer. Don't forget that. That's the words of the Prophet ﷺ. Because there are, within the human condition, a, there is a propensity to weakness. You know, the human being has been created in weakness. So there is a propensity to weakness. There is an inclination towards weakness. But why did Allah give us Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Why did he give us divine revelation? 
He gave us that which we need to be equipped, to be unwavering and unflinching, that no creation of Allah can intimidate a believer. If you and I know truly, that it is only Allah that prescribes realities, that no one else does. That no one, they have, you know, they proverb, the proverbial they have, asbab, they have some means of the dunya. They've been able to manipulate some power, some money, some resources. But they have nothing. They have some asbab. If you are a true believer, you have musabbibul asbab. You have the possessor and the creator of means. The one that without him, there are no means. That's Allah. Inna Allah ma'akum. Allah is with you wherever you are. Allah is with you. That's why the Prophet ﷺ, when Sayyiduna Abu Bakr was scared in the cave, because he was worried, he wasn't scared because he was skittish, hasha. he was worried about his Prophet Muhammad. ﷺ. He said, La takhaf inna Allah ma'ana. Don't ever be afraid, Allah is with us. What do you think of two that Allah is their third? Brothers and sisters, that's what type of knowledge you and I are equipped with. So how can we ever be afraid? You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about how to access real strength. You know, they talk about superpower. Well, you want to talk about superpower? Listen to this ayah from Surah Hud. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, rabbakum. Oh my people, seek forgiveness from your Lord. This is the pathway to being super powerful. Ya qawmi istaghfiru rabbakum. Seek forgiveness from your Lord. Thumma tubu ilayh. And then return to him in repentance. Yursil samaa alaykum midrara. He will bring down the skies in abundance. You will have abundance descending upon you from the skies. Wa yazidukum quwwatan ila quwwatikum. And he will give you power Overpower, overpower. And you better not turn away to your sinfulness and your weakness. Never. Seek Allah's forgiveness. You want power? Seek Allah's forgiveness. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Say, Ya Rabbi, I have been a weak servant. I have been afraid of my own shadow, Ya Allah. I have quarantined myself in this little space of comfort and indulgence. I like my phone. I like my streaming apparatus. I like my belongings. I like my stuff. And that's, I, you know, <laughs> like in Egypt, they say, I'm not walking by the wall. I'm walking inside the wall. That's how, no. The believer never. Sayyiduna Umar, Sayyiduna Umar when he would walk down one road, the shaitan would be terrified of walking down that road. He would walk down the opposite road. Because Sayyiduna Umar, it is not because Sayyiduna Umar was a bully. Wallahi, he was not. It was not because Sayyiduna Umar was some, you know, uh, uh, desperate, insecure person who just lashes out. Hasha, he was never that. But it was the strength of his honor and his dignity. His connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that made it that anyone who walked in front of him knew I'm not going to mess with this person because this person has too much dignity. You know, they say respect yourself and people will respect you. That is a true statement. Muslims have to have self-respect because if we're not going to stand tall as believers today and not carry ourselves with a sense of real dignity and self-respect, 
then we've lost the plot. And wallahi, they will never respect. Wallahi, they will never respect you. If you don't respect yourself, no one's going to respect you. And we have to understand that this is the sir, this is the secret of our strength is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the Sahara, the magicians of Pharaoh, in that profound moment when Sayyiduna Musa presented the truth and the magicians of the Pharaoh flipped on Pharaoh, look at what they said. Because we're living in a day and an age where the Pharaohs are replete. Hadith wala haraj. Plenty of Pharaohs to be passed around the world. And there are many of these pharaohs that all they do is spend time conspiring how to hurt, harm, kill, pillage, steal. That's what pharaohs do. But they're the weakest and most insecure. So what did the magicians of pharaoh who turned on pharaoh, what did they say? We will never, we shall never prefer you over what has come to us from the clear signs from Moses. These are the true followers of Moses. Those today in the world who claim to be true followers of Moses, listen. Listen what the true followers of Moses said to the Pharaoh. Because there are a lot of people in the world today who think they are followers of prophets, but in reality they're following Pharaohs. They said to him, We're not going to prefer you over what has come to us from clear signs, from prophecy, from Moses. And the one... Who created us? Now we understand. God, Moses brought us the signs. And he gave us this, the direction to the one who created us. So then they said, The magicians. Imagine, the magicians of Pharaoh, these were, the, these were a group of people who were utterly enslaved by Pharaoh. But when truth came to them, they became what? Super powerful. Super strong. And they stood up. They said, we'll never prefer you. The plot has twisted on you, Pharaoh. We'll never surrender to you. We'll never cower to you. You go ahead. Decree whatever it is you wish. Try your best. Do everything because all you have. They said, All you have is to play around with some stuff in the dunya. Do you see the power? You see what happens when theology penetrates your being? That's it, it's over, it's game over. That's the power of Iman. And there are 1.8 billion Muslims in the world today. 1.8 billion Muslims in the world today. Imagine if we all tuned into this truth. What kind of power would that create? Because how do these pharaohs of this time, how do they, how do they maintain their control? It's through manipulation, through mind control, through lahu. Making us just utterly distracted with nonsense. Games and, and toys and video games and eating and drinking and consuming. Becoming desperate and despaired. Well, what's the point? Stay away from religion. Mocking religion endlessly in the public sphere. It's a whole program to weaken the human condition. What the Prophet Muhammad brought us was an entire project and program to strengthen the human condition. To make us true human beings. True human beings with dignity and honor. And that's the beauty of what we have. And we invite, wallahi, as Muslims, we invite everyone around us. Our friends, our families, our neighbors, our co-workers. We invite all of the politicians. Everyone in our orbit to welcome, welcome into this fold. Of strength and honor and dignity. 
When I see some of our politicians, and last time on the member, I said that one of the New Jersey politicians said Muslims should be ashamed of themselves. No, Habibi, you should be ashamed of yourself because of how weak you are and how much you cower and how you've become a puppet in the hands of special interest groups. But we have a pathway for you to be a dignified person. Ahlan wa sahlan. Come to the masjid. We will teach you about the way of La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah. Because this is the pathway of dignity. And brothers and sisters, I pray that we don't lose the plot. That we know where our strength comes from. The, 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 the magicians of Pharaoh, who, trans, who now flipped on Fir'aun, they said, we, I'll have to just quickly, we believe in our Lord, hoping he may forgive us our sins. And the sorcery that forced us, that you forced us to practice. I want to tell people in the world today who are misguided, who are on the wrong side of history, who are on the side of oppression and tyranny, and maybe Saharahum Fir'aun. Fir'aun, he, you know, he did some woozy woo and got them going. But you have to repent for what you followed from this sorcery. You have to turn away from this tyranny. You have to turn away from this bloodlust. The Pharaoh of Israel right now is a psychotic, maniacal, despotic, tyrannical being who cares nothing other than himself, his ego, and whatever he talks about in terms of his people. If you are a person of any type of consciousness, you cannot side by that being. It is a shame that our president would put his hands in that person's hands. It's a shame. It is a shame. It's a sad. It's a blot. Once again, another blot on our history as a country. And Americans have to wake up and see what are we doing? What are we doing? We're going to spend another $14 billion funding that psychopath who doesn't give a damn about America. He doesn't care about America. You think Netanyahu cares about us? He cares about this country? No, he doesn't. All he cares about is his maniacal messianic agenda. And he's been unequivocal about that. And the prime ministers before him have been unequivocal. But we sit here, thoughtlessly, blindly, idiotically, just, oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Stop it. The time has ended. We have to be strong beings. Strong individuals, dignified. See the truth for what it is. So we have to seek forgiveness. We have to seek forgiveness for what has happened to our minds in terms of the trickery. Whether we have been deceived by the pharaohs of this earth or whether we have been deceived by Satan. Because shaitan, shaitan deceives. Brothers, please come forward, inshallah. Please come forward. There's a lot of brothers waiting outside. Please come forward. Barakallahu feekum. A lot of us, we've been deceived. We've been deceived by the realities of this dunya, whether they are big, small, all shapes and sizes, but there's been a lot of deception. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَأْتِي رَبَّهُ مُجْرِمًا فَإِنَّ لَهُ جَهَنَّمَ لَا يَمُوتُ فِيهَا وَلَا يَحْيَا The one who meets their Lord, and this is, by the way, this is in the continuation of the story of the, the magicians of Pharaoh. The one who meets their Lord as a mujrim, as a mujrim, as a wrongdoer, as an evildoer, then they will bask in hellfire. They will not die nor come to life. That is a painful outcome because there is an afterlife. Make no mistake about it, brothers and sisters. There is an afterlife and there is a day of hisab. God will take everything into account. Everything is accounted for. Every lie, every cheat, every theft, every murder, every innocent blood that was spilt, everything is accounted for. And you're either the one who's perpetrating that or you are supporting that. And they're both evil. And we have to turn back 
before we meet our Lord. And those who go to Allah, they meet Allah on the day of judgment. And this is our hope. That we meet Allah on the day of judgment having done righteous deeds as true believers. True believers having done righteous deeds. That's all we want. We want to live in this dunya following the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Figuring out every single day, the only mission I have, Ya Rabbi, what's pleasing to you? How am I supposed to work? How am I supposed to eat, drink, sleep, dress, speak, behave? What am I supposed to do with my hands? Everything, Ya Rabbi, what do you want me to do? That's the only mission of the believer. And that, brothers and sisters, will, will ensure, because the strength of this dunya is what will breed the beautiful outcomes of the afterlife. When we're upright and strong believers here, then we'll have the most beautiful of outcomes there. But if we are weak here, and we're skittish here, and we're downtrodden here, and we walk around meek, and we just want to please everyone around us. Oh, just be pleased with me. Just be accepting of me. Just be pleased with me. Okay, no, no, sure. If you don't like this, I won't do it. We have to break free of that mindset. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. They have tried decade after decade to weaken the resolve of this community. What has it brought you when we've cowered? What has it brought us when we just wanted to seek their pleasure and their acceptance? Oh, thank you so much for coming to our masjid, Mr. Politician. So what? So what if you've come to the masjid? What have you done? When have you ever taken a stance on behalf of Muslimin, truthfully and honorably? When have you really actually fought for our interests? No, we have to stand tall. We engage our politicians in a very different light. We tell them, no, you're not going to sit here. We're not going to sit here and just be so blessed and pleased and honored that you graced us with your presence. You're a politician. You work for us. You work for us. We pay money. We pay tax dollars. We hire you. We vote for you so that you work for us and our causes. And we have a cause. We're not just going to sit here and be, oh, thank you, shukran, for coming and blessing us. Let me roll out the red carpet. No longer is that going to be the case. We're willing to engage with everyone and anyone of dignity and honor. And who's going to respect our values, respect our morals, respect what we stand for. Short of that, we're not going to play this game anymore. And we have to find our strength. We have to find our voice. We have to gather as a community. There are things that work in this country. Numbers. You gather your numbers, i.e. your people, and you gather your dollars. And that speaks volumes. Because money speaks. Numbers speak. If a, if a thousand Muslims call, it makes a difference. If 10,000 makes a huge difference. Imagine if 10 million Muslims in this country, in a unified voice, speak. Trust me, everyone will listen. And we have to find our strength brothers and sisters, and we have to be very careful of shaitan. Because shaitan, all he wants to do, all Satan wants to do, his whole mission is to make believers despair. That's all he wants to do. He wants to make believers weak. He wants to make believers jaded. He wants to make believers dysfunctional. That's why he said to Allah, لَأَقْعُدَنَّ لَهُمْ صِرَاتَكَ الْمُسْتَقِينَ I'm going to sit down on the path. And I'm going to dissuade them, just push them off one by one. And so we have to be careful of shaitan and know full well in Nakaida shaitani kana da'ifa that the, 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 the strategy of Satan is very weak. People think that evil is strong. 
Teach your children that evil is always the weakest because Satan is the most weak of beings. Wallahi, he's very weak. And his strategies are even weaker. Right now, what's being plotted against the Muslims in Gaza is the weakest of plots. It is a plotting that is being done by the most insecure, weak beings that ever have walked on this earth. They're weak, weak people. That's all they have. Lies, threats, stealing, bullying, give us more money, more power, bomb, bomb, bomb. But they're terrified. Utterly terrified. On the other side is strength. And know that it will never be the case. You teach your children. If you're on the side of truth, you will never be weak. Never. Doesn't matter. We don't... See, our hisabat, our calculus is not about the dunya. It's about the akhirah. We think about the akhirah. We think the reality, about the reality of the afterlife. So we know that if we stay the course, jannatun na'im, that we will be in blissful heavens. But if we lose the plot here, then the outcome is going to be disastrous, even if we get a piece of the dunya. That's why it's so sickening to see how ready and willing there are people in this world to spill endless blood just to get a piece of the dunya. Just to get a piece of the dunya? You're so short-sighted and lost. You're so demonically possessed, you don't see anything of what the reality of the afterlife awaits for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, and I'll close with this inshallah soon. He says, إِنَّمَا ذَلِكُمُ الشَّيْطَانِ يُخَوِّفُ It is the shaitan, Satan, who urges you to fear his followers. That's what shaitan wants us to do. To fear his followers. And make no mistake about it. The shaitan, Satan, has real followers on this earth. There are the party, Hizbu shaitan the party of Satan. And then Allah told us that there are walking Satans, human Satans walking around on this earth. So, إِنَّمَا ذَلِكُمُ الشَّيْطَانِ يُخَوِّفُ أَوْلِيَاءَهُ فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ وَخَافُونِ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ You better not fear them. Fear me if you are true believers. The Prophet ﷺ says, الْعَاجِزُ مَنِ اتَّبَعَ نَفْسَهُ هَوَاهَا وَتَمَنَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ الْأَمَانِ The truly weak person, the desperate person, is the one who follows their desires. And they make empty hopes. They have empty hopes. Brothers and sisters, we can't sit here as a community of believers and just follow our whims and desires every day. And then make empty hopes to God. Ya Rabbi, help us. And we're just, but we're, we, all we do is follow our desires. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us strength and honor and dignity. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, That man was truly created anxious. He is fretful when misfortune touches him. And he becomes tight-fisted when good fortune comes his way. This is the nature, this is in the human being. This hala and jaza and mana. Illa al Except for those who pray. Those who are constant in their prayers. And those who give due share of their wealth. So the, the human being can truly be this skittish, weak, tight-fisted person. Except those who are connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who are true prayers. Then the believer, you, you can't phase the believer when they're connected to Allah. When the connection with Allah is fortified... There's no phasing that human being. There's no threat. There's no bullying. There's no enticement. You can't give anything. That's why they told, when they told the Prophet ﷺ, we'll make you our king. 
just stop calling to your call or maybe one day we'll follow your way and one day you follow our way. He said, Wallahi, if you were to place the sun in my right and the moon in my left, I will never leave this affair. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be strong believers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be unwavering, faithful, believing servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fortify our hearts with an iman that is so profound and so powerful that it pierces through all dimensions of existence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a people of the Qur'an and a people of the Sunnah and a people of Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah wa lakum. إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما Brothers and sisters, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم tells us ليس الشديد بالسرعة that the truly strong person is not just the one who can dominate someone else إنما الشديد الذي يملك نفسه عند الغضب The truly strong person is the one who's able to control themselves when they're angry. There's something that we have to be very mindful about as believers. The believer never loses his or her cool. We're not enticed by idiots to do idiotic things or say idiotic things or behave idiotically. That's not the way of the believer. The believer is strong and resolute. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Push back with that which is excellent. So yes, we have to stand up and be strong. Yes, we have to be vocal. Yes, you know, there are children. We have children who are being bullied every day because of being pro-Palestine. There's a child who's sitting right here in the measure today who was called a terrorist just a day or two ago because he was wearing his kafiyah in the school. There's a child that we saw that happened in, in Chicago. And there are so many stories coming out of children who are being pro-Palestinian, pro, pro the cause, and they're trying to be bullied and threatened. But we teach our children, never lose your cool. Always be dignified. Always be honorable. We're not, we're not utilitarian. The community of believers are not utilitarian. We're not the type of people who are going to inflict harm just because harm was inflicted upon us. We're not going to use whatever means necessary. That's the way of pharaohs. The way of pharaohs is by any means necessary. The ends justify the means. That's not the way of a follower of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa We are not a people of evil. We are not a threatening people. We're not, see, that's why our strength is not threatening. It's only threatening to satanic beings. But to honorable people, justified people, there's no threat. There's no threat. I say this and I say this time again. The safest place for a Jew to be is inside Gaza. I promise you that's the case. I promise you that it is far greater threat to live under Israel as a Jew than it is to live amongst the Ghazans. Because Muslimin have always, always lived beautifully in the human condition, harmonized beautifully. We're not a threat to anyone. That painting the picture of Muslims, of being barbarians and animals and bloodthirsty, that's in psychology, it's called a projection. You're just projecting your reality upon us. That's never been our reality. We're not bloodthirsty, evil people. Listen, our country has spent billions and billions and billions of dollars trying to root out evil you know, cells of the Muslim community. And they found nothing. Billions of dollars. And what was found? Read the reports. Read the reports of the surveillance of our community for decades on end. We have a bunch of people. This is what the reports read. Sitting on Main Street watching soccer and smoking shisha. 
That's what they found. Ooh. So you wasted billions of dollars trying to like find these evil Muslims. And interestingly enough, they don't. You know, initially they would say, oh, we have to be careful about the Muslims who go to the mosque because they are the ones who will be... And then, then the reports show what? Actually, the best of Muslims are the ones who go to the mosque. The most sensible of Muslims are go to the mosque. The most peace-loving Muslims are ones who go to the mosque because that's what our tradition teaches us. So brothers and sisters, we have to stand firm and tall and strong right now. But we have to exude a prophetic ethos. Speak intelligently. Fortify your mind with, with, with good thoughts, good ideas. Strengthen yourself with knowledge. Learn and study your history. Learn and study your sacred scripture. Speak from a place of conviction and dignity and honor, but speak with excellence. Speak with wisdom. Don't be brash. Don't just get emotional. Don't get hot-headed. The believer is not a hot-headed person. We control ourselves, even if we're in utter pain and anger, but we channel that emotion constructively and meaningfully towards meaningful work. There's a lot of meaningful work that has to be done right now in the political apparatus, financially, on the ground, institutionally, as a community. We have a lot of work to do. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala awaken this community to be a unified front in the face of goodness, in the, in the cause of goodness, in the face of evil. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be a unified front who are serving the cause of la ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautify our ummah and beautify our community with the beauty of Quran and Sunnah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be of those who are truly holding on to the way of la ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah. May we be prophets, messengers of the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may we be inheritors of the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله استقيموا استووا تراسوا وسدوا الفرج ثابكم الله أكبر على الله بقلوب خاشعة الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر الله أكبر
Samihallahu liman hamida Allahu akbar Allahu akbar Allahu akbar Allahu akbar Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Malik Yawm Al-Din Iyaka Na'abudu Wa Iyaka Nasta'in Ihdina Al-Sirat Al-Mustaqim Al-Sirat Al-Lazina An'amta Alayhim Ghayril Maghdubi Alayhim Waladhalin قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم أنت السلام منك السلام تبارك وتعالى اللهم إنا على ذكرك وشكرك وصلنا We have one of our brothers in the community his wife sister Zuhra has been in the ICU now for a month and a half and he's asking that we make dua for her اللهم يا رب الناس اذهب البأس اشفي أنت شافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر سقما يا رب يا كريم اللهم امسح عليها بيمينك الشافي يا رب العالمين اللهم امسح عليها بيمينك الشافي يا ربي we ask you to be لطيف with her we ask you to purify her we ask you to remove her from this state and condition we ask you to bring her back to full health and wellness into عافية and ease يا رب العالمين and to give her husband patience 